I was thinking of proposing to our audience uh, oh. a competition to be my Valentine. Oh, that's so sweet. oh I thought you were like oh, actually oh, proposing yeah. to our in a audience. Way, in a way. Okay. I saw a bunch of cool crafts at Target for like to make glittery Valentines. And I was like, oh, but I don't have a Valentine. So if anyone listening wants to be my valentine and wants me to send <gasps> them a valentine i really want to make a glittery valentine i would be down to help with that well you can't be my valentine oh well that was rude it's just the truth it's not rude if it's true i mean it doesn't make it not rude i don't if make it's the true. rules i don't make the rules kira does well i'm just saying that if somebody wants to be my valentine I will also send you valentines because, hey, I'm going to compete with Catherine if I'm not allowed to be her goddamn valentine because, hey, I'm going to be your L, bitch. Yeah, I was about to say this is turning into a light L situation and it's it's (laughs) getting me tingling. Ooh, ooh, is that the tingles? That's the that tingles. It's, it's, it, who, I bet my valentine that I make will be better than yours. So I, I bet my valentine will be better than yours. Good morning, fellow humans. I'm Robin Kopic. I'm Katherine Johnson. I'm Maddie Gray, and you are listening to Grow Up, a Saturday morning podcast for deadly millennials, where we take your childhood media. We watch it with our brain holes and our eyes. We literally take them. We take them away. We take it away from you. We watch it with our brain holes, and then we poop on it. Huh. Is that not what we do? interesting terms i'm just i'm okay hold on question i'm not Uh, sure what we're doing on this podcast if we're not pooping on media oh weird you know i would say most of the time we're uplift i'd I'd like to think i think we're a very uplifting podcast about poop jokes yeah about okay sure um so what show are we doing today so welcome back to grow up welcome back to uh the best month of the year which is anime month january this week we jumped right headfirst into what could be what has been called by many the greatest anime of all time yes this is the greatest anime uh yuri on ice hey (laughs) wait a second (laughs) Kiss, That's kiss, not what... fall in love. <laughs> That's not even Yuri on <laughs> Oh boy, that's not what we did this week at all. At least that's hey. not what I did hey. this week. It's so hey. entirely, entirely different from what we did this week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which, but you, uh, you know, probably know based on the fact that you saw the title when you clicked on this to listen. Guys, I consider this to be an unofficial Vampire Diaries podcast. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have said many times. Uh, we we watched Death Note this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we watched Death Note this week. It was a wild fucking trip. I had to take a clonopin. Oh, boy. <laughs> Is that true? You had to take a clonopin over Death Note? Yes, and okay, just to put this out there, guys, they're prescribed to me because my doctor thinks that I am trying not to use a word that's like 
rude. But I think I'm allowed to in this instance. My my doctor thinks I'm a crazy person. Like, whenever she's like, how are your meds doing? I'm like, they're great. How are you sleeping? Fine. I'm going to double your dosage. Like, I fucking swear. <laughs> and I'm like, what about me right now? But uh, I I have clonopins for emergencies. And, and Death Note this, create an emergency. This was an emergency. Because I'm not working right now because it's january and i'm used to working like 70 hours a week so i just like went into a deep death note hole (laughs) and it was uh thursday night and i'll talk about it maybe later about like what set me over the edge but i was like i have to calm down (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) die So I, I took a nice recreational uh, anti-anxiety <laughs> and uh, watched some Shane Dawson videos, went to sleep. And, what a nice um, calming way to like bring yourself down. Yeah, narcotics. So instead of asking how did everyone like Death Note, because we'll get surly <laughs> answers, um, what is everyone's background with Death Note? This was not a virgin alert for anybody. No. I had gotten this a little bit confused. I was a little bit wrong. I had thought we were all in the same or similar place. Literally never. Or I, I'd watched almost all of it up until the point L, spoiler alert, dies. <gasps> <laughs> but I watched maybe a couple of episodes past that as well. Yeah, me too. So I had watched the entire anime, all 37 episodes of it, in my first year of college in 2011. Robin also watched in college. Oh, yeah. And Catherine came to my dorm and we started binging Death Note. And that's how I got introduced to Death Note. But I did, I have to say, I started losing interest after Elle died. Yeah. I've had an interesting time trying to decipher how I had ingested Death Note because I know that I was introduced to it in middle school when I was in my anime phase, which is now officially restarted it's not a phase it's a <laughs> it's lifestyle not a phase. Now, now it's a yeah. choice so i had read the manga in middle school <laughs> i'm counting that that, sounds that, that awfully counts familiar that counts excuse me i'm sensing a coup d'etat yeah um so robin and i have established a couple of rules for you um yeah we made a bet before oh. this episode started that you're gonna mention the manga yeah and so there is a certain number and if you say the words in the manga this number of times per episode, then you owe us something. Something will happen. Something will happen. Something that you, you don't want to happen will happen. Or we owe you something. We're not going to give you any specifics, but you know. So don't don't let the uh, the the fact that we're going to be counting the number of times you've said in the manga alter you or your behavior in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> because we are going to. It's going to be positive or negative. You know, consequences you for your actions and okay uh let me get this uh <laughs> straight yes uh yep. my two best friends yes um, correct yes. robin and madison yes uh, oh thank you i who i've who i've, I've known a very long time first? who i've known a very long time i've known over a decade both of you have uh spoken to one another about mm-hmm. uh your, my knowledge yes. of manga. Behind your back. Well, your manga problem, I would call it. It's not a manga problem. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, last episode, I did say in the manga seven times. Good. Yes. Good to know. <laughs> and now, if I say the wrong number, I am punished. 
And if you say the right number, you get a reward. I get a reward. So there's two numbers, one that's going to get you a reward and one that's going to get you um, a punishment. And Ultimately, though, at the end of the day, I think the punishment and the reward are very similar to each other. <laughs> that sounds like me. That sounds like me. <laughs> it sounds like something that could be seen as a punishment is very similar to something I could also see as a reward that sounds right <laughs> up my alley. So is it like if I get close to one of them? No or- more questions. <laughs> Okay, fair. <laughs> We're going to keep You're this the... shrouded in mystery, and you've already brought up manga once, so I am writing it down. Please proceed. Talk about what happens in the manga. In the manga? Yeah, where where uh, were we even? So if I say it again in this next sentence, it doesn't count because you cut me off, and that's cheating. Correct. Forcing me to say it twice. Okay, yeah. so I read the manga in middle school. It was probably one of the first ones I read, and... Uh, I don't know that I watched very much of the anime. I might have watched a little bit of the Japanese one. And how I've deciphered this is how I think of everyone's names. For example, I know how far I read into Naruto because when Orochimaru showed up, I was like, what the fuck is that pronunciation? Because <laughs> it has always been Orochimaru to me, but like all the other pronunciations have been normal to me. Y- uh, Yagami was very hard for me to get used to. And I keep accidentally oh, saying yeah. Yagami. But then also I keep thinking uh, Light's name about half the time when I think of it, I think of the Japanese word. Which Same. I, yeah, like Raitu. Cause, so I feel like I must have watched some of the Japanese anime. I know I got a little bit past L dying and I also lost interest. But that, like, having reread the manga now, god damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's another one. Now, um, that's, like, that's like 50 chapters in, which back during the analog days <laughs> was, was a really big deal because it's like we had to me and my friends would have to wait until like our library got these mangas you know right yeah it it, i'm impressed with myself (laughs) (laughs) that i was so into this that i would wait for several volumes to come to our library Mm -hmm. and made it that far so i and then now coming back to it i was very excited to go past l dying because i attributed that to being young and immature and just really liking l and being a baby about it but then uh, now going past it, uh, did not care for the second half. I mean, I think the second half is still good. I want to clarify that. I think the second half is still, like, it. it's good. It just, L is the most interesting character in the show. Absolutely. He comes in, like, reader polls on, like, Shonen Jump and, like, all sorts of anime magazines, like, still as, like, one of the top characters ever. So he's, like, legendary. Well, he kind of is the best character ever written of all time. I love oh, him. Uh, and, hot take. And hot take. I just want to be him because he sits in chairs funny and he's constantly he eating and that's yeah. who I want to be for the rest of my life. It's hard to deal with when he dies off for the authors. When we were talking about this a little earlier, like you, you like that he died. I think mm-hmm. story-wise, the fact that he died is the best thing that they could have done for his character. That episode was amazing. In terms of the completion of his story, or not even completion, but like continuation of his story arc. Mm -hmm. But they didn't 
really know what to do with it afterwards. Right. They didn't handle it as masterfully as the first part. So it was essential to his character and his character arc that he dies, which is part of what makes him interesting. Or at least it's part of what makes the story interesting in service to Light's character. L has to die in order for Light's character to undergo its most interesting changes. The show has such a great hook. High school boy turns out to be psychopath, <laughs> gets magical notebook. But yeah, like, we've what... created a grievous error. We haven't actually talked about what happens in this show. Oh, whoops. <laughs> so, whoops. This is a story about Light Yagami, who's a teenage boy who's very, very smart. He's the smartest boy of all time. This and is a story about how his life got turned upside down. And when a notebook fell out of the sky, told him that he could kill people with it. And he tested it, and he could, and he started killing all of the criminals in the world. And Very quickly very established quickly. he's God. Decided he wanted to be God of a new world I actually, without crime. I, I disagree with that assessment, because How I don't dare. think he believes he's God until L dies. I think that's well, specifically the thing that triggers it. He has these dreams and delusions of grandeur of, like, ruling the world and establishing a new order and stuff you know all that creepy talk but i don't think he believes in his head that he is god until l dies no but he aspires to be god from the very but beginning he aspires to be god yeah from the very beginning he's a total lunatic pretty quickly the police catch on to light by and... police we mean l yeah. well the police, the police start don't. catching on and then l is brought in as a consultant to catch kira who is the mysterious person who has been behind all of these mysterious deaths yeah. l is the he, he strikes me as the sherlock holmes character he's like yeah. the detective he's the one who's going to find out the truth and his mind is always working so he befriends light completely accuses him of being Kira from the very beginning and they just play this game of yes I'm going to say it cat and mouse where welcome to the club of every human ever yes of course saying the term cat and mouse yeah I know it's cliche I, I know but that's what can the show it, is can it be whale and krill yes okay <laughs> you're right it's whale and krill <laughs> I think wait who is who when I first heard someone say cat and mouse very early on in the research of this because mm -hmm. everyone always says it it always is like the insinuation is that because Elle is trying to find Kira that makes Elle the cat but then when you look at like all the artwork in a certain place the mm -hmm. manga um uh oh there's it starts, one. it starts it starts every chapter with like some stylized artwork and light is always like standing up tall and has these kind of like angular eyes and then l is like down crouched and like he's wearing white and he has these big round eyes and so it actually feels like light is the cat and he is trying to get l you know that's what it feels like to me that they're trying to say is that light's the cat l's the mouse what's great is that they're both both in both each both. other's game in each other in, in their own game like for l l is the cat and light is the mouse but for light who is the protagonist of this show slash manga yeah i mean they're both i think they're equal not quite equal opponents but like they interact with each other as equal opponents where it's not one person trying to chase the other it's each of them is trying to get a foothold on and thinking that they are ahead of the other. Are you um, saying they're playing each other's game? Playing his game! Na 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 na! 
Oh man, we listened to that song. That is a song from the uh, musical. musical of Death Note, and it is a forkin' bop. It's, it's it's such a bop that I want to die. I want to write my own name in the Death Note because I don't know how I could, as an artist, ever get close to that. I, just to like, so everyone understands the breadth of Death Note. There's the manga. There's the anime. They did like a redux anime thing where it's like like movies where they rehashed most of it from Ryuk's perspective and threw in a few more scenes. There's a bunch of live action Japanese ones. There's like an L spinoff. And then uh, there's the atrocious The Sun 17 uh, American Netflix version. And then there but then really where we reach the pinnacle of art of culture of beauty (laughs) is the death note musical and the just the height of satisfaction in this entire musical is a song called playing his game everyone listen to it right now i don't care if you stop listening to the podcast forever go listen to it yeah just pause go look for playing his game and then come back or don't there's a YouTube video called deathnotemusical.avi <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Japanese version of the musical but they use the American songs like they dub over the songs with the American ones and it's the two of them playing tennis <laughs> singing about being obsessed with each other and it's such a bop okay so in the anime there is that scene and that definitely fits way too well like it was the the mm, what's the right word homoerotic side plot the introduction into their relationship the thing that really made them friends and boyfriends and also enemies wait okay something just occurred to me oh no because you're saying like they're gay but they're not we had also talked a little bit about how light is kind of incapable of love he's a sociopath i mean a psychopath absolutely but the thing for me he's also he's a delusional narcissist yeah and i think for me L is the perfect reflection of Light's narcissistic love for himself. Right. Where he can feel good about himself competing with someone who is his intellectual equal. He likes getting away with it. He likes doing this covertly. Do you think he likes the fact that L is also like obsessed with him and he knows that he's surrounding himself? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And that's, okay, that's one of the reasons why he joins the task. I mean, sure, it's to, like, get in there ostensibly so that he oh, can have his eyes inside and know what I the investigation is doing, blah, 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 I don't whatever. believe any of the times he says, like, oh, I'm doing this for this reason. It makes sense. It's like, no. No, it's, it's 100% all, for it's all emotional. It's the only emotional outlet that he has, really. All of the killing that he's doing, I mean, obviously, it's oh, so famous cliche that power corrupts. Right. In this instance, what he's doing, it's not just corrupting, it's it's fucking his mind mm-hmm. up right because we we've debated a little bit about whether he was going to be a sociopath or not based on the notebook right because we we want to decide as an audience is this a situation where the death note is kind of like the ring of power from lord of the rings or is it that it just brought out it, it gave him an outlet to be the thing that he was going to become 
Yeah, I see. That's I think that's where I fall. I'm pretty firmly in the he was always going to be a sociopath. But I don't think that he would have been as bad of a sociopath. Like I think he yeah. would have yeah. been like climbing no, the ranks agreed. and being being corrupt. But I don't think he would have ever committed mass genocide the way I, he did. I, with I the agree notebook. with you there, and I think that's part of like the fact that he starts doing that just like messes with his brain in a way that the only recourse he has is to start thinking of himself viewing himself through the lens of like the god of death powers that he has Mm. so there's something called the dark triad and it's personality types that appear often in people who end up being serial killers and light Mm. is absolutely all of them and it's narcissism machiavellianism Mm -hmm. and psychopathy define machiavellianism for me ends justify the means Mm. just like yeah taking advantage of people around you because kira is good kira is you know the when he turns from no i am pure i am just i only kill these criminals but oh no the fbi is coming after me i guess i'll so i better kill them too and he has like the vaguest moments of hesitation when he first has to make the decisions to kill people that are Mm -hmm. innocent but it's not even the hesitation in the sense that he is afraid to do it he's afraid of getting caught because it's breaking his own rules it's just that yeah he he is afraid of doing something that other people i think will see as as morally wrong right that's the line that he doesn't want to it'll blemish kira's reputation something i yelled at my television set often was light you bitch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that is valid because light yagami is a, a bitch bitch my god rob and i were talking about whether or not i would if i like light at all and i was like i have had like a festering wound in my stomach for like a decade where light yagami killed l he did what a bitch he finally what a did bitch. And this time going into it, though, like knowing Elle was going to die, I could like I could appreciate that episode more. And it was amazing. It It's yeah. very different in the manga. I knew I was going to say it and I didn't care because I'm playing his game. <laughs> Hashtag playing his game. In the manga, that episode is ve- or that chapter is very different than the episode where the moment that Rem realizes that Misa is going to be found out pretty soon. At that point in the anime, we have another, like, 15 minutes of stuff happening. But in the manga, it goes immediately to her going and killing Watari. It definitely doesn't hit you the way it does in the anime, which is masterfully done. I watched that episode several times. It's a really good episode. What hit me the most this rewatching was the beginning. It felt a little cliche at first where we have uh, Watari bringing Elle to Whammy House, which is, like, the orphanage where they make Elles. And, um, it's the Elle Factory. It's the Elle Factory, yeah. So we <laughs> see him bring him to, we, we see Watari bring him to the, uh, the Elle Factory and then, like, directly afterwards he goes into Watari's, uh, like, room of computers and is just, like, standing there and he's like, Ryazaki, what's up? What's wrong? And he doesn't say anything. And, I'm interested how you guys read that, if it was just him being tactical and, like, telling him, like, I think we might die soon, or if it actually was something emotional where he's like, I feel like I'm in danger, I feel small, I want to go to the only 
sort of parental figure in my life and just like be in their presence because that's what it the latter is what it felt like to me and it like broke my heart I didn't even think about it that way when I was watching it but oh that makes me sad the fact that like it showed him being a child right before that is what made me read it that way yeah yeah because he obviously like knows he's going to die in that episode yeah and that's what makes it like such an interesting episode where it's it is quiet and and for like the longest time watari is the only person who knows his real name mm-hmm. and like he's the only person who is entrusted with l's identity which is a huge thing in this story is story. like identity yeah. and your face is like your name and your face are the only two things that somebody needs in order to kill you there are like mystical powers that they can trade to one of the gods of death to be able to see your name your real she name above eyes. your head Wait, Robin. and your remaining lifespan Robin, say that again shinigami eyes thank you thank <laughs> you got me in the good place later in that episode uh light finds l just like standing in the rain which mm. made sense to me. It's like, I'm going to die pretty soon, probably. It's raining. I want to go stand in the rain. I want to feel alive, you know? And I want to feel the rain yeah. again one more time. But what's, what, what's weird about it is, like, why does Light care? It wasn't tactical, you know? Like, there wasn't a strategy there for him going up and asking, like, what are you doing? And so it, it shows that there, there is some, something more there than just enemies, which obviously mm-hmm. we've seen yeah. throughout, but that moment like really hits home. And then obviously the biggest part of like that whole episode is the uh, foot washing scene, which is highly symbolic. L washes Light's feet, and it's like Jesus washing feet, you know. And um, mm-hmm. that symbolism, like to me, gets overshadowed by the fact that Light reaches forward and goes because he's wet and like pats his hair dry. <laughs> And it's like, what the fuck, you two? What is your deal? It's kind of almost like the Voldemort hug. It's like the Voldemort. It's Harry. not like the Voldemort hug to me. Like, that felt weird. No, it's not. This was, like, a much more tender moment. This is, like, one of the reasons we keep saying that they're gay. And, like, yeah, they're not, they're not canon, gay. canonically no, 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 no. gay. But, like, that is a long-standing Death Note fan I want to argue in favor of my... In my, in favor of, my of your Voldemort hug? It's like a... I'm not talking about it in terms of like how well executed it was. Like when Voldemort does it, it's very, very creepy and like, weird, but it's still like him feeling genuine tenderness towards Draco Malfoy in the only way that he like can feel that emotion. Touching. It's spontaneous enough that it drives him to actually do something tender. Huh. I think in a similar way, uh, in the only like screwed up ways that Kira could feel affection by loving L through the veil of loving himself, he is able to show that affection. So it was their relationship that like fucked me up enough that like I had to take a fucking break from just mm-hmm. consuming as much death note as I could all night, every night for a week. And <laughs> it was because like I remember shipping Ellen Light and I jumped into some fan fiction and stuff and it really hit me the wrong way fetishizing a relationship where one half is a genocidal maniac and made yeah. me feel just like really icky and get and freak out and and i it, i never want to shame someone's ship 
but I don't ship them in the way that like a lot of fan fiction has them falling in love and stuff like that where I don't think they're ever like that I think this is the most Mm -mm. tender thing that has ever happened between them Mm -hmm. and fetishizing it feels really weird to me and and in that way I don't I wouldn't call them gay you know for each other or like in love with each other it's I think that they have this obsession and Mm -hmm. they are both people who don't feel romanticism and like sexual attraction in normal ways and this is how they kind of uh, feel it is through this obsession with each other is in a way sexual and romantic yeah. is the obsession with chasing each other and in mm-hmm. that way L is everything to light and Kira yeah. slash light is everything, everything to, L. to L yeah that they're just so fascinated with each other and they love the game so much that they are yeah. each other's worlds and mm-hmm. that in a way is romantic but not in the way that like they want to date each other and hold hands and stuff you know yeah romantic in a grander way yeah right so in the special movie they made where it's like from ryuk's perspective they added in a scene where and this is this isn't one of the live action ones this is like also anime so it's like canonically anime they have a scene where everyone goes to visit ryazaki's uh grave light stays behind with his good pal ryuk and uh, gets like on all fours prone on top of L's grave and screams Uh-oh. like the goddamn fool he is and is like I won and it's uh, it's definitely like it feels like he's just emotionally coming all over his dead friend <laughs> huh and I'm, I'm not, not sure I'm how not I the feel first about to that. say it I'm not the first to say it Hmm. I'm just going to say it right here, right now on this podcast. Don't come on your dead friend's grave. I am going to take the contrary position. No. Uh, Oh, my. Are you going to? Okay. Give me supporting. Give me a supporting argument for why you should come on your friend's grave. I was about to say, like, I don't think anyone will argue against you, Madison. And then in comes. And then came Robin. Sir Bonnie Robin. I don't have any supporting evidence. I just, yeah. You just feel it. Cool. Come on your friends' graves. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Do you do want to be a Robin or a, Ki- or a Madison? Because come, uh, come on your enemies' graves. Uh, How about that? This is why I'm going to have my ashes scattered at sea. It's to keep you the <laughs> fuck away. <laughs> In my will, it's like, keep Robin away from my remains. <laughs> There's Wait, no knowing. You're not Robin's enemy, though. Yeah. So don't you don't have to worry about I it. I mean, I f- Robert. I think I feel only come on my frenemies' graves. I feel Uh-oh. like similar <laughs> uh, obsessions with the two of you that light feels to L. I I really like L. I was ready to not like L as much. I still very much liked L. I love him because he is everything I want to be. He sits weird in chairs. He eats a lot of <laughs> things. <laughs> And he's smart as shit. So that's what I want to be. My number one defining personality trait is that I sit weird in chairs. And I eat a lot of shit and I'm smart. So I just I just like that. That's the thing you listed first. Okay, (laughs) Have you seen the way he sits in chairs? It's not a normal way to sit in a chair. (laughs) If you sit normally, you lose 40 percent brain function. Okay, I heard it, okay? I know that I said brain fuction. It was a... 
It was a Freudian <laughs> slip. I'm sorry. I don't think my chair is big enough to sit that way. Nor is mine. Mine isn't either. This is classist. We need to get bigger chairs. We can't afford bigger chairs, so we can't be smart. Hey, donate to our Patreon so we can get bigger chairs so that we can sit like L. It's the bourgeoisie keeping us from reaching our full potential. You're or right. Or you want to just buy us chairs. I feel like this is a perfect moment to launch into my my new segment I've patented. Oh, yeah? This segment is called Fan Fiction Most Foul. Oh dear, no. <laughs> um, hope I have no reaction. Hope, oh, okay. Huh. Oh, Ouch. that's the one reaction she can't handle. That's the one reaction Not I can't. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> okay, I'm opening my journal here. Dearest diary, mm-hmm. it's me again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this week for the podcast, we've been watching Death Note. Early on, I had the thought, that of course everyone has within the first few episodes. Does anyone ship Ryuk and Light? Oh dear, I don't know if I want to know the answer to that question. The internet quickly answered this for me. Oh no. A resounding yes. Oh no. I came across a fan fiction. Now diary, you know me. Okay. I don't blanch easily. (laughs) But there was something about Ryuk's purple chapped lips oh dear lights <laughs> oh, pale no. sweating no nape. no 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 no, no. <laughs> take it back take that it all back really rubbed me the wrong way uh. <laughs> needless to say i stopped reading it before <laughs> i really answered the question that was on my mind and what was that question uh. what are ryuk's genitals like Oh, oh open that to the floor. I okay. don't think he has genitals. I disagree. I think they're porcupines. Oh, that's a hot take. <laughs> I think that he has two porcupines and a snake. Oh, that's awful. That's really yeah. awful. You don't it's, think it's they're sand? Not a pleasant experience to have coitus with a death god. I imagine you probably die. I don't think, yeah, that's, that's the, th- I don't think they have any need of genitalia. They are, first of all, the gods of death. True. They don't Who said reproduce. anything about need? They wanted this. Yeah. No, but like, okay, I don't know anything about like how death gods came, like, I don't know if they evolved from minor death gods or <laughs> if they just like, you know, I don't know how death gods come to be, but I'm struggling to imagine a scenario in which the design and creation of the gods of death uh, participate in any way in reproduction. Plus, Oof. you see his junk is like flat sometimes. I don't know. I, Oof, I think I, I feel have, like it's just flat. I have a conspiracy. Oh, I think. Okay, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Fan fiction I most think, foul has turned into conspiracy corner. Yeah, the conspiracy <laughs> corner is upon us. I think that the Death Note might be a test for humans to become a shinigami, and I think. <laughs> I think light uh. failed. <laughs> <laughs> popular conspiracy that light becomes a Shinigami. There, that is a popular conspiracy. Yeah. I don't think so because light's a bitch and I want Correct. him to be dead. 
End of story. But there is a Shinigami in the Shinigami realm that looks like Light. Well, Light is a very average, attractive boy. Yeah, I guess. You could say that there's a Shinigami that looks like our beautiful friend Robin. <laughs> but there isn't. That's well, so kind. Of I you. bet I could find one. Robin did no, have there a. There is definitely. I'm the one with the, you know. Cedo. You're the big round one. The dome head. Cedo. Yeah, you're the dome head. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love him. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so when I was watching this show with Robin, he the second the Shinigami showed up, he was like, "I love him." Is it Cedo or Cedo? Cedo, right? Cedo, I think. Yeah, I was. May I have my notebook? <laughs> I want my notebook. Excuse me, Ryuk, you took my notebook. Can I have it back, please? Ryuk, yeah, I was also watching that scene with Robin. I just, like, kept fucking losing it. (laughs) I was like, my God. I was ready to say that something interesting about Death Note is that I didn't feel like I was any of the characters. But except (laughs) I I have to go back on that statement. Yeah, yeah. I was ready for that to be, like, a philosophical discussion about it. And uh, it... Nope, they included Sido. Yeah, are yeah. we? I think we're all Sido in some way. We just we're just traveling through our lives, looking for our notebook stolen by the evil Ryuk. God, he lets so much time pass before he like goes to look for it. That is so me. Yeah, because he. Did, I, yeah. I think personally, being Sido, um, that I just didn't notice it was gone for a long time. Like. A couple months ago, I was coming into work real hot. I was like, guys, guess what I got in the mail this morning? And everyone's like, what? And I was like, a check for $2,000. And they were like, really? Why? And I'm like, because I had like three uncashed checks from last year. And I emailed them. And they were like, yeah, we'll send them to you now. And then everyone went. (laughs) And I was ready for everyone to be like, wow, what are you going to do with that money? Wow, that's so great. And they're all like, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) and they just like went around the table talking shit about me and i was like well this is the last time i ever tell you about when i don't cash checks and then i find them i'm (laughs) sido so so far it seems like our favorite characters are l and sido yeah and do we like anybody else let's talk about misa oh yeah we haven't talked about misa because robin asked me like do you like misa and i'm like i don't know sometimes i don't know either sometimes i don't well for anybody who hasn't seen death note and if you're listening to this podcast and you've gotten this far for some um, reason you're still here without (laughs) having ever seen death note misa is light yagami's girlfriend slash worshiper right um and she's a She's like a professional model and like commercial actress. In the musical, she's a pop star. <laughs> oh, she's a pop does star. in the musical count as an in the manga? Nope. Oh, no, no, that's a separate not. one. That's <laughs> gotcha. a separate one. I'm starting a new tally. You might, you might want this to count towards your total. I'm just saying. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. Yeah. I, <laughs> I gotcha. You never know what's gonna happen, Catherine. It's we true. have plans. We have big plans for you. Huh. Lin-Manuel Miranda can hold his butt, okay? <laughs> have you seen the Death Note musical? I've seen both. I've... S- okay, let me <laughs> let me flex for a second. Oh, I, yeah. I have seen Lin-Manuel Miranda in Hamilton on Broadway. I've also seen the wow. Death Note musical on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and... Give us your honest reviews. 
pretty comparable experiences. Pretty comparable. What are Misa's main characteristics? Like, she's loud. Yeah. And pretty. And and easily manipulated. She felt like a pawn. And I don't know, like, if that was on purpose. I mean, she's the only main female character that we ever encounter. Yeah. Um, Literally, the things the creator, the thing the creator said of, like, why they created Misa, like, verbatim in Japanese was that they didn't want it to be a sausage fest. (laughs) That's a lie. I lied again. They said something similar. I was so excited that that was what they had said. Translations are ambiguous. (laughs) <laughs> but basically they just wanted a female character they realized they needed more women in it what was that other female character towards the end was Takeda. it Takeda yeah. yeah I liked her I liked her too I wish that, that Lighthead had actual like a Takeda character at his side for more of it but then again I feel like he would have been much more powerful with a Takeda as opposed to a Misa because Misa did hold him back in a lot of ways yeah it was because Misa would have like moments of brilliance mm-hmm. and then be such a fucking idiot. Yep. I definitely didn't identify with Misa as a female character watching Death Note. I did. Did you? I liked uh, the clothes she was wearing. That's true. That's it. <laughs> I liked her ability to express her needs for affection. Mm. Even though Light was not very good at giving her any affection. Yeah. I She's wish like, why don't you love me? And he's like, I do love you, I guess. I don't know. But they did end up working as a pretty effective team once they kind of got each other. Like, yes, there was a lot of flubs in the beginning of their relationship. But once they kind of like... So after they did lost... Did you the- actually see it as a relationship? Uh, I saw it as a working relationship, not as a romantic relationship. I think that Light was 100% all work with her. And she probably loved him. But she loved the idea of who Kira was more than she loved the actual Light Yagami. Which then was interesting when he wasn't Kira anymore, that those feelings were still there, but there wasn't like a basis for it, you know? Yeah, I was so surprised that because at some point they lose their memories of the Death Note. Yeah. But they stay together. And that didn't make a whole lot of sense. to Like they they had a whole lot more chemistry, though, when they didn't have the Death Note in their heads. In the sense that light is handsome and incredibly intelligent even regardless of the kira thing but why did he stay with her once you have it as established fact that they're dating Mm. even if she can't really remember why she knows that they're dating and that like she has those emotions for him so they don't forget everything that happened to them no but he never loved her what's kind of clear in the manga there we go number five go on she's under surveillance so they are forced to stay in each other's lives and Mm -hmm. l repeatedly tries to get light to he's like can you just like be intimate with her so we can get more information and light's always like no that's evil l and that is also i think a big topic of like is light actually a better person during that time because he won't do things like pretend to be in a relationship with misa Mm. or is does it go back to the premise at the very beginning when light saying like people act differently when someone's watching because there is not a moment when he is like you know forgets he's kira that he's not handcuffed to l so he is 
constantly under surveillance so because yeah. of that we don't even see real light really anywhere well real light we don't see unkira light like anywhere in the series because yeah. like the first we see him is he picks up the notebook and then he's performing for l the entire time mm-hmm. he doesn't remember he's kira so who knows well, he's performing he's performing for l in a way but as far as he knows he's not kira so but he thinks about it a lot and is like is always like am i kira like part of him thinks he might he could possibly be just given how often he thinks about it and like weighs the facts like it was like me uh being like am i an ultra stud lesbian or am i a good christian heterosexual it it was uh, a lot like those conversations i had with myself for 20 years Oh, a little less than 20. Are you a maniac serial killer or are you a good little Japanese boy no, who I, loves his pop star girlfriend? I mean, and as we all know, there's a happy ending to my conversations that I am a good heterosexual Jesus lover. Um, I don't know about that. We have to talk about it. What? We, we have to. What? Um, the terrible Netflix How? 2017 movie. We oh. have to. Death No To. It's so... Bad. so bad so i watched that right when it came out really a couple years ago yeah and because i liked death note the, the anime so much yeah and i was like i want to see how badly they ruin it <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you they ruined it bad and i rewatched it for this podcast but man that is not a good movie i i watched the 2017 netflix for this and i watched it as god intended it to be watched how is that on my cracked iphone sitting ah. on the front of an elliptical yep at the gym at three in the morning you got it that's exactly how god wanted you to watch this movie the only th- good thing that came out of that movie was willem dafoe's uh green goblin slash ryuk impersonation was that that is why it sounded so familiar to me yeah, because it's the same it's the same voice he uses for Green Goblin. I kept being like, where have I seen this exact thing before? <laughs> I was like, why do I feel like I've seen exactly this? I liked that L was black. That yeah. I but liked- he was also not L. No, like, but... he did a lot of the same things, but he was much more emotional than L is. Yeah, he was the only character that had like any similarities to the anime character. <laughs> that's true um like everyone else was like a completely different person and then he mm-hmm. at least like kind of mimicked l it didn't always come across well but then when he started to get emotional i was like so another grievance i have with the stupid movie is that ryuk is kind of the bad guy he's the bad force that is kind of pushing this light character they mm-hmm. call him light turner because of course you have to americanize his name i mean we don't like foreigners here no we don't Ugh. all right but and that's our it's podcast Ry- <laughs> no it's ryuk who one makes him take the notebook yeah and then two makes him use the notebook he- and the whole premise of the anime is that it was Light who picked up the notebook and just used it on his own. And Ryuk in the anime makes a whole point to say, nobody else has ever done what you have done. And because Ryuk in the anime is really there for the ride, just like to watch what Light's doing. Where mm-hmm. Ryuk in the this American movie 
gets bored with light not writing enough names and writes the 12 FBI agents into the death note. Yeah. I was like, this is so stupid. And light, like, instead of his reason for existence to be that he wants to be god of this world he just wants to fuck his girlfriend like it's just a horny teenage movie yeah because his girlfriend likes to kill people and he yeah oh my god and they try to make you sympathize with them like his mom got killed and the guy who did it got away with it and i'm like I'm stop like, being so american like don't give him a reason that i feel bad for him like the like the reason that light is such an interesting character is because he is irredeemable yeah he's just doing it to be a bitch and Americanized versions of these animes always take out the, like, major philosophical questions. Like, for Ghost in the Shell, they took out, like, they made a point to talk about ScarJo's character's backstory. And it doesn't matter. That's the whole that's point. That's the point, is she doesn't have a backstory. And that's the whole point of Light, is that he is a forkin' psychopath who wants to become God. And, like, for me, watching this, a big part of it was... mankind's proclivity to commit genocide because Mm. you think you're doing the right thing and that's completely lost or like the netflix one is just kind of a fun horny teenage movie with a fun twist where it's it's, death note's so much bigger than that it's that will we kill hundreds of people given the opportunity because we have for millennia and that's why i had to take pills is there any difference between the characterization of light in the manga versus the anime they're not oh in the manga i don't think oh, so there you i just tricked you into saying you it. did <laughs> you... <laughs> you're at six if i didn't have to pee so bad i would have caught that uh, <laughs> n- someone would probably fight me on this but i don't think there's a huge difference hmm, interesting the ending is very different like the uh, not in like the sense of like or on high school host club where it's a completely different thing but light dies in that warehouse takami doesn't kill himself and takami is his right hand for like the last part of the series so after his plan goes completely awry and near catches him and Matsuda loses his shit and shoots him which is a moment that should be talked about as well he starts like he starts acting a goddamn fool like he does and screaming and crying and drowning in his own phlegm and he's like is someone do something Matsuda why are you shooting me shoot everyone else I'm god Takami do something (laughs) and like everyone's failing him and instead of like getting up and running out of the room he just like keeps begging everyone to help him and then turns to Ryuk and is like, Ryuk, my buddy, please. Uh, write everyone's name in the death note now, please, please, please. And Ryuk's like, sure. And everyone's sure, like, buddy. And everyone's like, oh no. And then <laughs> Ryuk takes out his death note and goes, Light Yagami or Yagami. Fuck me. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Light Yagami. And then like turns it around. And then there's just like page after page after page of light screaming. I do not I don't want to die. 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 Like like paragraphs at a time just saying I don't want to die over and over again. Snot going everywhere. And it was so good. It treated me so well, too good. Fucking that bad. was a light. Fine do you wine. have any idea how many that people a, you killed? That was a fine fermented spark wine bubble just popping over my palate and oh 
God, yes, I loved seeing him freak the fuck out knowing he was gonna die. But what I like about the anime version is like the chilling moment in the uh, credits where Light's dying and you have like this ghostly apparition of L standing over him and I'm like, you got him. Wait, did we count that one towards the total? I just said in the anime. No, but you were describing things that happened in the moment. But did I say it? Nope. I've been ca- I've been listening. Playing a risky game here. I know. Playing his game. See through his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> in the end, we have Nier, who has cornered Light slash Kira into a little corner. Warehouse. Little warehouse where he has outsmarted him and replaced the death note with a false death note. This is Light's biggest mistake. Yeah. I think he starts to believe that he is God. Let me just kind of walk this through because I think this particular scene is really well built by his character throughout the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. There are several things that they develop really, really well. I think his relationship with Elle is so massively important to this moment here. Like, you know, like we've said, he loves Elle because Elle makes him love himself. Yes. But also in a way, he deifies Elle. He sees Elle as the ultimate competition. So when he defeats Elle, when Elle dies, he believes now that this person who was a god is less than him. And that gives him license to truly, like, buy into the fantasy that he can be a god. I think as an audience, we realize pretty early on that El dying was all part of his plan. Mm-hmm. Like, part of his plan was to put his trust into these two people, Nier and Mello. Mm-hmm. And Light doesn't get that. He thinks he has beaten El. Mm. You can't beat El. What you said about, like, how he deifies him... I think that's really where he comes up short in this scene because he comes in seeing Nier wearing an L mask and freaks the fuck out. And he was like, you don't yeah. deserve to wear that. You're nowhere near as good as L. And he You're br- not yeah. L, yeah. And he brings it up again after he's like beat him. He's like, you're not L. You can't beat me. It just like it shows the fact that he put L on such a high pedestal is what undoes him because he doesn't think anyone yeah. could ever compare and seeing himself and L as these godlike figures, he then puts himself separate from Nier and Mello. So he does not yeah. believe that there's any way that those two could beat him. And they do. That's, that's why they mistake. do is because he does not see them as equals. Where I yeah. I don't even think it's like Nier and Mello were so smart. It's that L yeah. mind fucked light to the point that he let... Uh, he let it start to crack because he's like yeah. yeah to the point where he literally he knew the solution that would beat him mm-hmm. but he also thinks to himself you're not l you're not smart enough to have thought about this right yeah. that's why i win and then he confesses right before yeah. before he has any supporting evidence to prove that he has won he just goes I win near. Such a rookie, rookie fucking move. Like that, yeah. he could have gotten out of that. It would have been difficult, but if he didn't say that, he could have wormed yeah. his way out. Because like, he is so meticulous as a person, you know? He thinks mm-hmm. carefully through everything. This was a conscious decision to let go of that in favor of feeling for once the, the like ultimate version of his own self-love. Light's a bitch. Yeah. Light's a bitch. 
This and every episode features the song Enthusiast by Tours. To make a suggestion, tweet the name of your favorite television show, movie, book, or video game to at GrowThePodUp with a brief message about why it was meaningful to you. Was it meaningful to you like L was meaningful to Light? See, I'm staying oh. on topic. Look at me. Okay, anyways. We're doing something new, guys. If we use your suggestion for an episode, we will send you a neat and nifty Grow Up sticker. And hey, if you want to go the extra mile, you can send us a voice message with your suggestion to growthepodup at gmail.com, and we will share it on the air. You've been listening to Grow Up, a Saturday morning podcast with Maddie Gray, Robin Kopic, and Catherine Johnson. Like what you hear? We hope so. If you do, please leave us a review on iTunes or on our Facebook page, share our podcast with your friends, and follow us on your favorite social media platform. And if you do all three of those things... <laughs> what are we going to do, Catherine? What are we going to do for them if they do all three of those things? We're going to put your name in the witching jar. What is the witching jar, friends? No one knows. We don't know. We, yeah, listen, there's no point in asking this question at this point in time. No, we'll but figure out We'll what figure happens. it out as soon as you put your name in. We're going to figure out happens. what happens. Uh, also, if you donate to our Patreon, your name goes in the witching jar. If you give us $100 a month, you get to smash the mother fork and witching jar. Yeah, that's so much money, you guys. Why would anyone ever give us that much money? To no smash, one would. The, that's witching the witching jar. Have you never wanted to smash something so badly that you would pay $100 a month? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> to smash the possessions of strangers you listen to on a semi-weekly basis. <laughs> Only 100 bucks a month. Um... <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on any social media. Our handle is always at GrowThePodUp on pretty much everything. Yeah, so next time we've got a great show coming up. Our very last Anime Month episode. Oh, the closing oh. out of Anime Month. Why did you say that? Because it's, oh, because it's real and true. It and is this, the, the Anime Month finale. There you go. And I think you all know what's coming. Oh, oh, oh. We kiss, are, kiss, we know that you're love. following. We are fighting dreamers. Sorry. That's, uh, that is what it's. Uh, <laughs> Naruto. <laughs> it's Yuri on Ice. We're going to do Naruto. It is oh. Star Wars Wait, The Phantom Menace. Okay. Join us next time for Naruto. 